we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Special vaccines. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water. They turn the friggin' frogs gay. I have always liked it. I gotta be honest. All my friends are lizards. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, bro, tonight's show is going to be, is going to be something else, man. I'm excited. Um, yeah, like I said, make sure you're continuing to pick up those shapeshifters. Make sure you're continuing to make those megas. Those are going to be great to have in your arsenal. Uh, make sure that you stake your vault so that you can make that sweet, sweet, sweet loomy. Um, today we got an awesome show for you. We've got Finlay in the house, um, who is actually the mastermind behind this track here. Yeah, um, and today we're going to be talking about clones in the music industry, man. I love, uh, I love these. Uh, um, I, I love being able to bring on a guest that has something to talk about. We'll be talking about Finley's music, um, and we're, we're going to break into the the deep of it, um, and we'll talk about some clones and stuff, and maybe some stuff that he knows. Um, I'm always excited to find out what our guest knows. Um, but Finlay, how are you doing today, bro? Finlay, you're yo. How are we doing, dude? Excellent. Yeah, I had myself muted just whilst whilst you're blasting the tunes out, but I'm all good. I'm all good. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing excellent. I'm so thankful uh, to have you on as a guest. I mean, you're an absolute legend, um, especially when it comes to hey. that, that track that you you produced. Or, or put together. Um, hey, and you don't you don't think you don't think people are going to be too pissed off that it's not an AMA if they keep joining the podium, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, we I always I announce it every time before we come up here that uh, that this is what we got going on. Um, most yeah. folks are used to it. It's something we kind of promote. Um, uh, folks are used to hearing me talk and, and to do this podcast, and so um, it's become a pretty regular thing. So no, man. Um, I think the fifty six no, that no, are here. No, no, I, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's a good thing as well because, um, like, um, I don't know uh, here if spotted on Twitter quite regularly. There's people doing um, live spaces and things, and whilst they're obviously not like official spaces, um, I think even if it's not an official AMA, etc., it's um, some of the most valuable information I've got is just from speaking to people and doing these little talks every now and again because. Um, one of the things that I really noticed recently is when, when you're in the NFT space, you obviously like to spread yourself thin across loads of projects. And um, I think there's actually nothing better than really deep diving into to a couple small projects you believe in, you know what I mean? Because I've spotted you, 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 you don't even know when the mint date is of something and you get lost. Um, I The other night I was just playing video games because for the first time in months I had the time to just chill out so I was playing League of Legends and listening to it was Rizardi doing a Twitter space and honestly it was like the best few hours and also I learned a hell of a lot there were people in the Twitter space who were like talking about how they were going to play the game and all of this and it, yeah I just think uh, underestimate the uh, the value of people across the community you know what I mean yeah, man, uh, totally agree. Yeah, this is just uh, a regular little fun um, scheduled uh, conspiracy podcast that we do at Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. To uh, Usually what we do, the, the, the whole point of this show is to highlight a certain uh, creep uh, that is in our community and kind of talk about what it is they do, whether they, um, they have their own NFT project going on or if they uh, create music like yourself or maybe they might be an artist. Um, so if you are any of those things and you're listening in the crowd and you're like, hey, I want to promote this certain thing that I have going on, um, then we definitely want to be able to get you up um, and we kind of talk about that a little bit and then we jump right into the uh, the conspiracies. But it looks like we have shark bait. <laughs> we have shark bait in here. Are Yo, you? what's up, guys? Yo, shark bait. Yeah. How are we doing? Good, man. Good. Good. I thought I'd just drop in to see. Um, I saw you. I saw your poster and I just couldn't miss it. Okay. I'm excited, dude. Legend. Awesome, you're looking, you're looking great in gold, by the I way. Know, very good so. in gold. I, I don't know if you've seen, but Space Cadet made me into a pigeon, which was which was the highlight of my day. Um, I, I just tweeted it out on my that's Twitter. That's, you that's how you earn. <laughs> okay, that's how you earn that. That's how you earn that uh, orange title in the in the Discord. One hundred percent. 
100%. The memes and the artwork that come out of this space, are, I mean, it is just mind-blowingly amazing um, how many talented folks we have in here um, that, that are just constantly producing top-notch stuff. It's never like um, the same thing. It's always a different spin on on something. And my favorite one are the Loomies. The like the, the I don't know if they're 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 like um, cash guards or something like that, right? Uh, uh, but it says Loomis on it. And it's it's just so perfect. Uh, it just it, it they do an amazing job every time. Yeah, this is mega. I mean, we we have a seriously talented and diverse community. Like whether you're you know musician and and you know or you're, you're streaming gaming in the voice chat or, or creating insane memes. You know, this is this is what the community is, is, you know, best at. And I don't think there's a better community than Creeps for this. So, like, you know, we were, we were built on having fun. And, like, it's the one thing that is super important as we continue. Like, this space is seriously intense. Like, it's, it doesn't sleep. I mean, Creeps doesn't do the best job of, of letting people sleep, but um, we're getting better at that. But certainly, like, all the well, all the yeah. memes... <laughs> you're about to disagree, you're, totally, right? you're totally right and um what what, what uh, no no absolutely the opposite i'm gonna say it's really funny that um, i've spent and some kind of old in the nft space but new in terms of reality because i'm like five or six months in but obviously that feels like 20 years but um there's some projects of you have to grind level 20 or you have to do all this and they kind of make me want to be sick a little bit and i love the fact that the irony is the project I have the highest level in by almost like triple or double is creeps when that was never a requisite. And it just proves that I'm here because I'm having fun. And so like all these projects that come out and again, you see a thing other projects, but the ones that have dictated that you need a certain level or something, the highest level I have in any group by an absolute mile is here when it's like not even what comes in. <laughs> and it's obviously just cause I'm just finding shit funny and around yeah. and, been here, so. Dude, I think you're you're personally responsible for like ten people's whitelist mint, right? From all your quiz. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I this is this is the duality of man and whatnot, isn't it? I literally, I don't know if there's anyone who's uh, newer here and you know, but when they were like early days creeps, they did Brango, uh, who was called Future Crypto at the time, hosted quizzes, and they were all amazing. But like, I was getting reported daily because people thought I was a bot because I was just winning all these quizzes. And so I won like five, six, seven, like God knows how many white spots. And because I was just like having fun and everyone here was being really nice, I just gave them out to whoever was being nice to each other and all of this stuff. And obviously I'm actually really proud of that now because it might have in some small way helped build the foundation of this thing. But if I was being a selfish person, I could have had like discords with seven creeps on each. I'd literally, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be on my yacht having a cigar <laughs> <laughs> well man that's what that's definitely one of the things that i love about this space is it is such a uh, a fun space to be in anybody listening right now i don't want anybody to think that this is any type of ama um it is absolutely not that this is just a little get together that uh that we do on wednesdays at 7 p.m eastern standard time um to talk about uh different conspiracies highlight a community member um today we are highlighting finlay and his amazing work uh you all are probably very familiar with his song um, that that we play uh, during AMAs, that we play during the the beginning of this this podcast and at the end of podcasts. Um, but yeah, uh, so Finley, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah, man, I'm so I'm so curious to know your story. Sure. Um, I mean, obviously, whilst I'm here, I love that it's about creeps and things, and I wouldn't want to definitely make it about myself. But if I've been given a little bit of the platform, I'm more than happy to. Um, I'm from Yorkshire in the north of England, um, and I always did like piano, singer, songwriter stuff because that's all I had. You know what I mean? Just I had a piano in the corner of a room, and I obviously always loved music, and it's all that was available to me really. But um, there came a time where I was like, okay, I, I think I actually want to push through this full time, um, and so. I was like, I think I need to sponge up more culture and different ideas and things like that. So I moved down to London. And ironically, I moved down to London probably, I think it was three or four weeks before coronavirus kicked off. Obviously, I moved down to be part of like the hustling, hustling part of the city and then had to spend 80 to 90% of it inside. So <laughs> that kind of sucked. But it's been really good. And, and 
game. But actually, the, the, the brilliant thing about it all is a friend of mine who runs um, Menace Projects, and he, he's, he's an amazing guy. He's got a bit of that Alan Sugar gene. He he um, he was doing NFT projects himself, and he knew that I did music. So he asked me to do music for his NFT project. I was like, yeah, sure, I'd absolutely love to. Did music for his NFT project. And then obviously I was like, oh, in doing so, I'd love to know more about what these projects are. And that's what sent me to learn about space. So actually, whilst I've come in through music, um, it's been amazing that one of the hardest industries and something that's a real tough nut to crack, as in music, uh, actually led me to this space has allowed me to, I don't know, be part of communities that have been life-changing um, and have been amazing in a way that I would never have expected. It still came from my love for music, if you know what I mean. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Um, that's uh, that's a crazy thing, man, to, to make a move like that and then uh, have the pandemic hit. Um, and then you got wrapped up into this space. So I'm curious about two major things. Um, one, how did you come across Creeps? And two, um, how was it that you ended up writing the song? And what is the name of the song and where can people get it? Because all I have is a, an MP3 download. But tell us about that. Do you know, do you know you're going to absolutely hate me for this. I don't I think that song that you're playing is my song. <laughs> is it not? I thought, I thought this whole time that it was. That. I don't think so. Me too. And then every time you play it, people start tagging me. And every time I have to respond to people and say, bro, that's not mine. I've got a couple. I've got like a few. But who knows? Maybe that's what, maybe that's one of the conspiracies. I've got, I've, I have like two that I made, which are all like vocoder and they're like 20 seconds long. And so whoever out there, and yeah, I apologize if that's the reason you pulled me up. I, I honestly, sorry, bro. But yeah, I have to um, pull one of the conspiracies clear there. That wasn't that's me. That's so but interesting. In regards to your other question. I'm going to have to, I'm going to yeah. have to. Wait, what was your. Yeah. Well then uh, my next one Go was on. going to be, how did you, uh, how did you get involved with creeps? Oh yeah. So when I was a newbie to the to the to the zone i was like right so what, what's become clear is and as the phrase gets talked about it's like a wild west space right and there's some amazing stuff and there's some like in chaos there's potential right so this beautiful project that have, that have spotted a whole new zone of, of the world opening up but then there's also some projects that are like great we can we can screw people over right and i was like how do i discern this from that so just spent like two weeks listening to every podcast I find on NFTs. I spent a couple of weeks like scouring YouTube videos and, and asking friends. And I was like collating people that I thought were smart within the space. And, and if they sort of had an idea about something and I had had the same idea, I'd be like, right, that is a double verification that it's something I believe in and all this. So I started like kind of almost creating a bit of a formula for when do I feel like there's something I believe in. And um, actually, I whittled down my um, research um, a couple of people that I was like, you know what, these calls are really good. They're not like, yo, get in and like property gen calls. They're like, these people have set something up really well. And and I, I think I actually stumbled upon it on a YouTube video. And it was like literally as early days as you can imagine. And they were like, look, we, we love the art. It's um, it, it, it communicates everything about the space where it's sort of based on internet culture, but also, it's like fun, but it's kind of 3D, even though it's 2D. It's kind of it's kind of got everything you'd want from an NFT project, but the mechanics and, and, and the roadmap is all so well laid out. And I was like, holy shit, what is this thing? And I didn't even understand when I first stumbled upon it how big the potential was. But I was like, okay, great. This person that I have whittled down from my section who is smart made a good call. I'll check it out. Checked it out, came to Discord, and then, frankly, I just stayed for the fun. And something I'm really proud of is to think I was literally one of the first people here, like literally in the first hundred on the Discord or something. And I literally just stayed because every night there were quizzes and every now and again there was stuff like that. And I just stayed because I was fucking about here. I was loving the quizzes. I got hooked on doing those. Um, I started meeting some people within the space who were all seemingly really friendly and good chat and if I ever had a question, like this is back in early days enough for me that I was like still not quite sure how to convert something to eat in my MetaMask and all these like questions that seem second nature to you now. So 
it almost feels like a, a bit of a fairy tale to me that I, I found it at that perfect time in my tea history where I was naive enough to be on the search, also had that instinct of people see like there's care and thought and intellectual process to their creation. Um, I just stayed here for the fun and every single stage that I continue to stay here, it, it just carried on looking more and more impressive. So that's that's my story really, but I think it's um it's one that I'm quite proud of to be honest, because yeah, I, I stayed for the organic thing and then continued staying because I've met some amazing people in here. You mentioned earlier the hilarious memes and things that are posted here. Obviously like eighty percent of them are space cadet, but like shout out to everyone else doing them as well. But like um Every other chat, I mean, you know, you guys know what it's like. You're all in the same space. It's all the same thing every every bloody day. Whereas here, it feels like there's something different. And I guess that's um, that's what got me to stay. I love it, bro. And and you know, I'm finding out now, and I'm in shock that you're not the person who who wrote uh, either one of the songs that we play on here. Um, but I do know that you are a musician. A musician. Um, do you have uh, music out right now that uh, that folks would be able to check out? Uh, and where do they go to kind of find that? Yes, I do. I do. But let's. Um, I don't want to promote that right now because you know what? I've got two things I'd love to do. Equally, it's not what I'd want to do whilst up here on the stage, but because the platform's been given. Um, two things. Firstly, I can send you the songs I did make for Creeps, um, but that was when I was making like a song for intros or things. I thought that Creeps might put um, some their top five rare ones would have a little backing track. Um, so I made like little 16-second loops and things. Actually, my music, um, music projects I'm doing links to my interest in the NFT space because I'm seeing a lot of music projects come out. But what I'm seeing is a lot of people, um, I I'm going to take a bit of a sidetrack. Have you, have you heard of the Banksy NFT project that's just come out? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that he's uh, re releasing, yes? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a, some people bought a Banksy, right? And then they've, they've split it up into 10,000 particles and then you mint a particle. And what I think is fascinating about that is if they onboarded loads of people with art space, I don't think they had the understanding of the NFT space. So they have, I don't think they're going to sell out and I don't think they've got the understanding of how most people here operate. And then the other side of the coin is I think there's a lot of musicians in our space, but I think they understand the NFT side of the world a lot more than they understand like the music industry side of the world. So having been in London around the music industry, I've been signed to a label for a couple of years and having worked with enough people, I think I might be in a, a unique position and I'm, I'm really excited about it where I think I have, hopefully, and who knows, but all, all sides of, of you might need ready. And so we've been preparing a little project and it's in early days, but we've actually just sourced our producer for it and we've sourced the person who might do the art and it's really exciting. So working with a Grammy-winning producer and um, animator who's going to do our um, NFT art um, has done music videos for Queen, Freddie Mercury and stuff. They, they did the opening title sequence of Futurama, I'd like some amazing people. And um, actually, I'm so excited because I was trying to, basically, having been around the London scene for so long, it's really exciting, but that becomes a lot of own nature about how you have to be in it who can be the sexiest, but not in like a sexually attractive way. It's like who plays the game of being fashionable the best. And there are some geniuses at this game, like Kanye West and things. And it's, it's a beautiful game, but also it's quite exhausting and it can feel quite fake. So this NFT space feels like a fresh beginning that might actually fit my traits more, where I, I have the creative side and I have the arty side, but there's also that little nerd in me. You know what I mean? So... What we're planning is um, an FT project where we're going to do each single and for each single release about 500 NFTs. But how it's going to work is kind of guerrilla style. There are 500 avatars and they're all based around the life and the sort of the myth and the legend of being in a band. And there's, there's 400 or so crowd members. But what you'll get is within that, there'll be five one of ones and the one of ones will be the band members and if they post reveal you mint a band you get 20 percent of the band's revenue for 
forever, basically. So we're, tr- we're trying to find ways to reinvent the space because the thing that really pisses me off at the minute is I've got friends who have got three or four million streams on different songs on Spotify and, and 20 of those people actually get in touch with the artist who actually made it. That's so sad because I'm sure the people who resonate with that song are the same people who would love to talk to that person and love to connect on a real human level, whereas there's no way to do that. Whereas this new space feels like a place where if you were a musician, you could set up, say, a Discord or something like that and actually genuinely connect with your real audience and your real fans. So I'm hoping with the project we've got, we've, we've, we've got a new opportunity to really connect with people who are interested in an organic way, but also create something where the people who believe in you, and not even necessarily economically, but if they love your project, if they get in early and love what you do, then they'll be the ones who get rewarded the most, you know what I mean? And I think that's such a, a beautiful beautiful flip on an old model because so many people who think it's like a Kickstarter or something like that, it's like, yeah, but with Kickstarter, you just chuck some money at someone and hope they do well. With this, you could money at someone and they'll get it and by the time you to sell it if you so decide you know what i mean so yeah i love that man um i really love the unique idea of uh of uh, uh this mint that has a uh, um you know it has the band and then it has audience members i bet you could even throw some roadies in there that would be pretty cool um when is that well, no 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 so well that 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 could count as alpha but yeah 100% I'll urge you and um, if anyone's interested and I don't want to overload people if you're interested I'd love to show you the artist's work because it's like as I said he's the opening sequence for Futurama he's he's done he's done uh, Queen's music videos back in the day he's done some amazing things but the Pixar and Disney and things and and the, the, the character that you can get from his drawings is amazing so we were thinking it would be totally amazing to Whilst obviously with every NFT project, you've got to have your less rares and your most rares. The, it's almost like creeps. With creeps, there is a brand there already. Like if you did a Christmas project, you don't have to come up with Christmas trees or elves or Santa. With creeps, whilst it's still been amazingly creative, the Illuminati and conspiracies is already there. So you can already think of how the world interacts within that. It's the same with music. You can draw already cliches of what a roadie is, the cliches of what an engineer is. And so I'm really excited to. Have, to to poke fun and have fun with that sort of thing but also if you don't get a band member say the um if you get an engineer there's going to be things like um if you if that's what you'd be most keen for you get access to certain plugins or tech gear for music production and things like that and i think it's a really rife and ripe opportunity to to do some amazing things for the community but also what in kind of trying to figure out how best to approach this space i realized that humor is so necessary as well like it's such this this whole culture and i was like holy shit that's so perfect because we can poke fun at like the typical people you'll find in the life of a of a band i suppose and i think it's great i can't wait i love it man and when are you set to release so i know it seems pessimistic but i'm i'm hoping for sort of the way I see it, we've got all the demos ready, and I'd love to send you and, and have a listen. And anybody who's here who wants to hear can have a listen. But I think if something's got to be done right, it's got to be done properly, and you've, you've got to get everything in place. And whilst songs have been produced, up, I've been working with a Grammy-winning producer, which has been amazing, um, and that's already about getting there. Things that we're a little behind on are the fact that, obviously, I've been working so long, I don't know the best contract designers i don't know the best web three designers you know so it's it's time to delve into that but also for me i think when you want to launch in this space you want to have everything every single part of the project indicates quality of every other part of the project so i'd like to make sure that everything is spick and span before we open everything up so that if you're coming into it you can see oh these are people who care about what they're doing you know what i mean so hopefully my my sort of timeline is February and March, we're going to get like every little part of the foundation on and open up that discord in probably late March, early April. And then it's just be a hell of a lot of fun people till like late June. We're going to be doing studio sessions. Uh, One of the plans is 
going to release the song without any of the vocals or it's been officially released and whoever sends in the best idea of what they think would go on that song might get the whitelist and there's going to be loads of art competitions and you know like there's a there's a vc in here that's active all the time what we're going to do is set them up as two little studio spaces so say you're a a really talented music producer from london you could sign on here if, if nobody was with you and I'd be able to have a live studio space with someone in Los Angeles and all of this amazing stuff. So hopefully we're going to set up a really artistic and collaborative space. And yeah, but it's, um, it's not quite ready yet, but, um, I'm talking with all the right people and we're pushing forward. So I love let's, it. Let's bro. Pray I love it. I love in, it. I, guess. I love it. Now you being an aspiring musician, you're going to run into some crazy things inside the music industry. And that's what we're going to get into next. Um, tonight's topic is all about, yeah. uh, conspiracies and the music industry. And you sent me some stuff about, uh, Justin Bieber, uh, being a lizard. And then that took me down the rabbit hole of, uh, musicians yeah. who have been cloned. Um, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with this are you familiar with, uh, with some of this stuff here no 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 totally 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 familiar bro it's, it's like everywhere it's, it's kind of crazy that like there's like four or five different music that people genuinely believe have been cloned um some of the ones that i absolutely love is um actually obviously the, the classic one is the avril lavigne right that, Every, it, everybody's pretty certain about the avril lavigne being cloned there was some when I was looking it up that I had no idea. Apparently a really famous one is about did Paul McCartney die in yep. six or something. I had no idea about that. And then there's, there's like, um, obviously, actually, actually, you know what? The so, one I want to talk about as well, and obviously it might be off your killer, but actually there's a lot of people in the music industry who say this as well, and you can go and find the videos who say that Stevie, Stevie Wonder isn't actually blind. Whoa! I didn't. I did not know that one. Uh, that would be a wild one. But bro, what? bro, there's videos of like, there's videos of like Pharrell. There's videos of people saying like, you know, this guy's not blind, right? They're like, you know, this guy's like actually not. And like I was saying, I, what, what the hardest thing in the music industry is to do is to play the game of like grabbing attention because obviously there's a million people in the world trying to trying to do this thing. What better way to find a, a unique selling point than than that? So you you never know. You never that's a wild one, man. I would love to discuss um, Avril Lavigne a little bit, um, and it and it's uh, it gets kind of crazy, man. There is some there. I know I, I know it sounds like a crazy conspiracy conspiracy theory, but things do get a little a little odd here. So with Avril Lavigne, um, the thought here is that she died in two thousand three. Either by some folks say a car accident, other folks say that it was suicide, um, and that she was replaced by a clone named Melissa Vandella. Um, and uh, you know, she even did an interview when they and they asked her about it on a radio station and said, "Hey, um, what is it that you think about this? Uh, that this uh, about this clone theory about you?" And she's like, "Yeah, some people think that I'm not the real me, um, but if you Google Melissa Vandella." actress the first thing that pops up is avril lavigne um so that's a that's a really really odd one but the take is that she couldn't take being famous um and so when all of this kind of came out it came out from a blog a portuguese blog called uh avril is dead um and you actually had to kind of like translate it uh to to get what what all the theories were but they point to all kinds of different things um including like the the changes in her dress um which is, you know, that, that's not the huge one, but it goes into like even her height. Um, that before she was uh, had the height of five eleven, and now if you Google her height, it's five two. Um, so that's a that's a really really wild thing. Um, the other thing too is that uh, some of you folks maybe wait. Wow. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm just saying that like if you were going to replace someone as well. Like Go for like five ten instead of five eleven. Don't like make them nine inches shorter. That's fucking insane. Exactly. So now some of you are probably way too young to remember CDs, but when CDs were out, you would get like a little a little insert that would come with it, and you you could pull it out and you could read lyrics. And um, some of the folks said that as they were reading through, uh, it was, and they looked through the the CD cases and, and look through the lyrics and the handwritten lyrics and stuff, you could see that her handwriting had actually changed. 
changed. And not only had her handwriting changed, but her autograph had changed as well. Um, so those are also a couple of uh, uh, different crazy things, right? Then let's see what else we got here. All right. So I want to point out that uh, a friend. Oh, go on. No, no, go please on. go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. I had a friend who um, actually recorded, and this was like something they obviously did on a drugged up and kind of drunk night, um, but they recorded a seven minute long like PSA, you know, like a public service announcement. And I think it was called something like Avril Lavigne is dead. And it was like a seven minute long like prog rock track about the whole story of the fact that Avril Lavigne had been replaced by Melissa. They played it to me, obviously, like this is really funny. And I remember being like, yeah, this is really funny, but also it's kind of weird. But also I was kind of like, this is insane that you've, spent an evening making this seven minute long song about the fact that Avril Lavigne might be dead. <laughs> All right. Okay, bro. So yeah, it is very funny. Now this is now I'm just going to point out, I just want you to keep in mind that she is Canadian. Okay. Are we good? We, we got us that far, right? All right. Just keep that in mind as we, as we kind of go on through this. Um, the next thing is that, uh, you've got a whole bunch of, uh, rappers, right? I mean, and, and I want to point out that it's not just, it's not just Canadians. I mean, that's just something that we're going to get into. We're going to talk about here a little bit before, but just like you said, Finley, there's all kinds of, um, folks who, uh, who are said to be clones uh, of themselves. Right. And that's including Britney Spears, uh, Paul McCartney, Miley Cyrus, yeah. Megan Fox, Beyonce, some folks even say that Katy Perry is actually John Bonet Ramsey, um, but that's a whole different conspiracy uh, theory on its Holy own. Holy fuck! Yeah, bro, and uh, we can explore that one another day. Um, but I want to. Um, no I mean, wonder Russell Brand uh, got that got that divorce, eh? Yeah, bro. <laughs> um, so like, uh, it goes, it, it it gets it gets kind of crazy. All right, so there's this rapper named Kid Boo. Okay, are you very familiar with hip hop at all? Well, you mentioned Kanye, but Kid Boo. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, so Kid Boo is is also Canadian. Okay, and he said that he was clo cloned, um, and that he was cloned inside a facility called Clonaid, which is also a Canadian facility. Um, yeah, man. And so he would, he went on and he's talked about, um, he's talked about being able to, uh, or, or that he escaped that facility. Um, and he was able to bring some documents with him. Um, he says that he claims that he still has his ID. Uh, he claims to have, uh, have had somebody, uh, 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 to have had his clone with him on air at one point. Um, but yeah, man, you can look up his Instagram and you can look up videos about him talking about, he did a, an interview with Vlad TV, as a matter of fact, and he went into um, great bit of detail about uh, about you know what he you know that he was a number and that he escaped and all, and all those kinds of things, man, um, and that he was a part of that clone aid facility, which I think is wild. Jesus, I mean, I've I've actually read up on some of these things. Obviously, what you get every time something like this comes out as well is people on either side. So you get some people who are absolutely buzzing because they love a bit like the people here in Creeps, like they love the conspiracy. But then you also get the naysayers, and I I, I do see. I think you cut out there. I don't know. I can't, if I can't do it word for word. Oh, sorry, sorry. There's like a formula that's been written out by someone, which is like somebody says something outrageous, press response to something outrageous, person gets publicity, person becomes rich or something, you know what I mean? So who knows? Maybe Kid, maybe Kid Boo has found his niche, which is completely demolishing the fact that he knows there's a space who's fascinated by it. But then also what I did also read about Kid Boo, <laughs> wait one sec. Oh, I need to, I need to get it up. I saved it earlier. Yeah, you were saying it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, actually, no. I think you said it. He was made in a factory. Yeah, and he has a clone with the same genetic structure. Jesus Christ. Yeah, bro. And and either and this guy is off planet Earth, or imagine. I mean, the best thing would be imagine if this literally became true. Because also, what if he is a clone of someone and he's the rapper? What's the 
other clone doing with their life? You know what I mean? Is the other person like working in a supermarket or something? Like no. (laughs) So the theory is is that they are um, they are actually in the lab um, where they are kind of uh, uh, um, in in some ways tortured and manipulated um, to make the the person on the outside do certain things. Um, There was a guy that's got a a a crazy YouTube channel called Donald Marshall, um, and he complained. He complains. <laughs> he, he states that uh, he claims mm. rather that uh, that he is on the cover of the Megadeth "The World Needs a Hero" um, cover, and that is actually his cloned body um, being um, being tortured, uh, you know, for for this type of uh, use case. Um, then again, going back to Kid Boo. Kid Boo uh, got well, Red. I'm sorry, Trippy Red got on a live with Kid Boo, and on on that live, Trippy Red said that he was also a clone, um, and he gave out like some numbers or, or some crazy stuff. But um, you know that goes into your your theory that like oh wow they get into a subsect of folks that are individ- uh, you know are interested in this, um, and uh, and they can kind of like corner corner the marker on that. So um, all right, man. So so moving on. Um, Kodak Black disappeared for seven months when he went to prison, but when he came back, he looked completely different. Uh, he looked completely different than he did, uh, before he went in. Um, and then he also got on, uh, on, on Twitter, I believe it was, and said, uh, I'm a clone after he got out. He said the only person that he went to go see with his, was his mom. And then it was like, hashtag I'm a clone. Um, so that's another one. That's another weird one, uh, is Kodak black. Um, and then you have Gucci. Yeah, dude. And then you have Gucci Mane, um, who went to prison and he came back and he looked completely fucking different when he came back. Um, you know, he just, uh, I mean, there was of course the, the weight loss, but even his face looked so different. It just did not, um, look like him. And then when he was interviewed by it, he said, well, if you're going to say I'm a clone to me, that's perfection. So, um, I'm, I'm happy to be that uh so that doesn't that doesn't bother me at all man uh so yeah man that's what i've got um that's what i've got for you uh in my research about uh music industry and clones um so my question to you right off the bat man that's 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 pretty deep stuff deep stuff (laughs) so let's say that you get really huge man are you going to want to have a clone of yourself Well, with this last couple of weeks celebrating how quick it's been doing, I've definitely been drinking too much and, and eating pizza too much. So my kidneys are not going to be looking too hot in about five years. So having a clone definitely be useful for, you know, some spare organs here and there. I got to say that is some that is some hardcore Illuminati stuff right there. Not only do you want to clone, you want to clone so that you can harvest its organs. Uh, that is brutal. It's all um, about the harvest, man. It's all about the harvest. It's, you got to have a backup plan. Come on. Uh, you know, think of how much stronger a bicycle is than a unicycle, you know? I don't want to be unicycle if I have that second wheel or all that extra stability, you know? Oh, man. Our man Finlay working with big names in the music industry already. Um, and he's already committed to having a clone so he can harvest their organs. Finlay, I believe you are going places, my man. Um, I, I think that you definitely got uh, you, you've got the mindset for it. You're about willing to do just about anything. So I love that part. Just um, evil enough. Just well, evil you enough. Know, it's, uh, let, me, let me get you know. It's not. It's not quite. It's not quite a conspiracy. But I love this thing, right? So it's kind of on the conspiracy thing. But so. Uh, for anyone who is big into their TikToks or kind of style social media, there's a there's a thing that is like I can't remember the name for it, but it's something to do with synthesized organic material. And it's uh, how how do you get your followers to think that it was their idea or think they were part of what has been created? And one of the biggest examples you'll have seen recently is that song that was like A B C D E F U N D. Anyway. They, they they presented a video on TikTok which was suggestors a video idea that I have to do to write a song. And somebody commented, "Use write a song using the alphabet, right? And so then the next video that this started was um, a video of them delivering the song they had written using the alphabet. 
And obviously this song, then everybody went, no way, you've used a, a fan's comment and you've, you've, you've done it so well and now we'll blow this song up because we're all part of the community. We're on the same team, right? If you actually look at who posted that original comment, I think it was someone from the marketing team, from the exactly. label that this girl is signed to. So this song was already written and then they've just placed it so it seems like organic engagement but it's synthesized organic engagement and the second one that i'm seeing so much recently is especially you english people who will know james blunt there's a guy and again no hey i think it's pretty smart but it's kind of like when you know it's kind of grim there's a funny guy called arthur hill or something and um, he always did great like impressions of singers and he always did a james blunt impression anyway now um he's doing some funny videos where he was doing his impression of james blunt but then james blunt turned up and i was like oh that's funny that they've done that that's uh, they've gone the extra mile but then they did like four or five, and I was like, okay, this is going very far right now. So I'm yet to actually check, but I'm like 90% certain that he must have signed to the same label as James Blunt. Now his label have been like, okay, we've got this hot new, hot young artist. Do those videos with him. Make it seem like it's just an organic stock, and then people will believe it, and we'll make sure there's the money. And that is like not, it's not quite like reptilian lizard level of theory, but that's some pretty intense like social orchestration do you not think social engineering baby yeah man um dude i i mean i'm, I'm telling you what, what you're saying the the a b c d e f u one uh 100 percent uh manufactured um it, it you know done deliberately and I, I i bet you the same one the one that you're talking about as well too um i, I love that man it, it it's you know the next thing that's going to happen is some artist out there is going to be like you know what let's release an nft um where the rare ones are the band so they feel like they're a part of the band um and an audience that would be, be a crazy <laughs> idea <laughs> um i don't think anybody would I don't go think that anyone far. would be that cynical Someone would be that cynical or contrived, man. Right, man. That would just be insane. Um, so then the, the last thing that I usually like to do is, um, and the audience is more than welcome to raise their hand and, and to come up on stage, um, but I like to ask the guest, and, and if uh, if audience members are interested in jumping up, I like to ask them, is this um, is the cloning conspiracy conspiracy or cap? Oh, man. I love being here and I love the whole vibe. I love the ride of it being conspiracy, but it's got a cap for me. I hate to say it. Do I get goes charging Lizard for that? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Finlay goes cap. Uh, so tonight's conspiracy so are probably not clones um going around uh impersonating your favorite musicians um i don't know i don't you know what though uh finley i'm gonna tell you what i don't have a single audience member raising their hand to disagree with you uh i think that they all have uh i think they have all um unanimously oh, decided oh jb wants in okay let's the let's Lord, Lord, what, you, what go. you gotta remember as well is i'm 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 deep in the industry so i can't be i can't be giving you any <laughs> yeah man you have you probably you, you probably have handlers i bet jb you've been invited to speak you are on Literally. mute uh I, mean, I, I think i think i gave jb jb did i give you white this early days i think i did maybe <laughs> i was i think i was like number I was, two. I, yeah, I was nothing feels true back in the day, bro. I think I gave you whitelist. Well, that's that's crazy, man. I'm just I just basically just want to let you know this is amazing. I love I love this entire conversation. Oh, bro, I, I love that, man. Thank you. Thanks, so, man. for you, is this conspiracy or cap? I mean, you know, I can't really talk about specifics as far as you know, you know, Britney Spears or Katie or any of these people. But what I could kind of ask is like. Is it possible to clone somebody? You know, number one, is it possible to clone someone? And number two, you know, is it possible that people have had clones and body doubles or at least body doubles before? And I would say yes on those two. They can do it with Dolly the sheep, man. If they can do it with Dolly, we're basically all sheep, right? Yeah, I mean. Especially in the in the. The first time that I saw something like this, was there, there was this movie about one of, uh, you know, basically Saddam Hussein's sons who had a pretty much a body double that looked exactly like him. I forgot the name of the movie, but it was a really good movie. 
And I saw this like 20 years ago and I'm like, wow, there's really politicians and, and children of politicians that walk around with body doubles, you yeah. know? They said so the same thing I about Osama bin Laden too. So yeah, man. So I think, you know, to keep it at a base level, I think it is possible to body doubles are, are very real. I feel like they've been around for a long time and I believe that cloning is very real. So I think we need to kind of have that as a stabilizer as far as, you know, is Britney Spears or Justin B- I don't know. You get what I'm saying? But what I can tell you is I feel like it's possible. All right, At the very man. least. We'll and take at the it. very least, if it isn't possible now, <laughs> yeah. next next 10 years, then there's no way. If we can do Neuralink in 10 years, we can really get to cloning people. That's for sure. There you go. You know, I think that 3D printers, where they're going to do all types of crazy stuff. And then, you know, they've been grooming us for years about, you know, pretty soon in the singularity, robots and humans are going to be like indistinguishable, you know? So that's another thing to keep in mind. Yeah, bro. Fifty years on the line. Yeah, man. Uh, that's another one. That's another topic that we're absolutely going to have to cover is um, bioengineering and, and what that's going to look like. Oh, here's one for you, JB. You're talking about that. You know what the fuck pulled up on my fucking feed, bro, on my TikTok feed? Um, I'm embarrassed for that. I'm guessing because it's I guess it's because I'm a I, I'm, I'm a, a dude that likes NFTs or whatever. But what came mm-hmm. up on my feed was build your own virtual girlfriend. Somebody that you can talk to, um, somebody Come that you can do now. that. Nah, bro, I'm being very serious. I, I freaked the fuck out when I saw it. Um, and I just, like called my kids over like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is real. This is crazy. You know what I mean? So um, did, you, did you do it? No, dude. I, maybe did I should. No, 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 I didn't. I did not. <laughs> uh, but, but that's funny. My my, uh, my TikTok probably thinks I'm some lonely dork that just likes NFTs uh, that sits on the computer all day. So I don't know how to exactly take that. I'm a... I'm a I'm a married old man, um, and I do not need a virtual girlfriend, but it exists. So if you want it, uh, it's yeah. there. The algorithm, the algorithm would have seen you spending that much time on NFTs and been like, "Yeah, this this guy, dude this is guy. single <laughs> as fuck, bro. He is not talking to girls at all." Um, beautiful man, um, highly desired, but single. Yeah. <laughs> another another thing too that I wanted to throw in there, and and if you guys spoke about this before. Um, you guys know anything about like Laurel Canyon or Laurel Canyon and the whole LSD experiment and, you know, the whole hippie movement, how it was pretty much set up there by the Air Force. And uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, you know, what's the guy from the doors? Jim Morrison. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy Morrison and his father, which his father Jim was like, yeah, yeah. His father was like one of the, one of the, he orchestrated Gulf of Tonkin to get us into the Vietnam War apparently so anyway he 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 was pretty much part of that little canyon that base and uh you know did you guys know anything about that have you read up on that at all a, a, a little bit and, and not just that one but also that um that manson who you know who was with like the beach boys you know he hung around that circle a lot but he sure. was actually a cia operative um that was meant to make the the hippie movement look crazy and insane um mm-hmm. so, and there was a, a a book that was written about it uh, i cannot recall the name right now um, something something chaos or something yeah i think so through the chaos or something like that um mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. uh but it goes through in detail exactly all the different types of connections that he had with it um and then next week we're actually having positive vibes on um and i was going to do meditation and stuff like that but i might reach out to him to ask him more about like the psychedelics and that might be something that we can uh that we can talk about a little bit more um and the laurel canyon and stuff like that that might be a really great conversation yeah. so it's this really incredible incredible book i, I got a, a drugs as weapons against us yeah you ever heard of that book yeah bro you and i could yeah. uh, you and i could absolutely hang out and have some beers and do this <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 that i mean i mean that right there and, and and you know the guy that wrote it he's not like some crazy guy his whole his his specialty is uh, addiction treatment therapy you know so he, he wrote it based on that background, you know, so it's, it's, it's really good. It's a really interesting read, you know, if you guys want to check it out. Well, I you love know? it, bro. Um, I absolutely love it. Uh, it looks like to me, um, man, <clears throat> it looks like the way that we're going to leave this one is that uh, cloning is possible. 
body <laughs> doubles are most likely a real, real thing. Um, I love you all very much for joining us. Finlay, how do people get a hold of you if they want to get in contact with you? Oh, you know what, man? Uh, best place is here. Um, I'm here most uh, a couple of hours each day. But, yeah, if you, if you see my tags, add me. Um, I think an important thing to remember is we're all uh, interesting and complicated people behind our little pseudonyms on here. So uh, add me as a friend or whatever and let's, um, let's link up and see what each other offered I... to the to the grand wider world and who knows maybe we'll be able to collaborate but yeah just have me on here have me on. i love right. it bro and jb if anybody wants that that conspiracy alpha where do they reach you buddy <laughs> yeah you could just reach out to me whenever jb you know i'm here i'm i'm, I'm lurking on discord so i'm easy to find I love it, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in. Another episode of Cold-Blooded Dossiers. Uh, every Wednesday, 7 p.m. here in the Discord, uh, we talk about uh, lizard stuff. We highlight a, a community member and what they're doing. Um, and then we dive deep into conspiracies uh, to kind of um, get that into what it is, what align that with whatever it is they're coming on the show for. Um, I love doing this every week. I love that you all show up. Um, have a wonderful night. This is another one for the books. Talk to you all later. One of us. One of us. One of us. Have a Wilson. You won't order free masons. Barack Obama. Antichrist Vaccination Malaysian flights Through it